This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, welcome again. Apex 2022, Carm Capriato in the Apex studio here on the floor of Repair Shop HQ, right next to Joe's garage. It's our third day. Everybody waits. I can't wait to hear Carmen his third day because he's got that Barry White voice going. It's amazing. No matter where you meet your friends, new friends, if it's a party, if it's a training room, if it's anywhere on the floor, there's always a, a noise din, right, Jaron? And so you're at a higher voice level and it ends up giving you conference voice conference voice do you have it i don't know can you tell a little bit do, do uh, i have a little bit of conference voice i, I think he's okay. just a little bit just a little bit but uh yeah worst thing to do is not to scream and yell while you're at a conference anyway in the studio with me is jaron kleber from repair shop of tomorrow and you're right over there i can actually watch you work yeah, I mean, we've uh, hopefully done a little bit of good work this week. Yeah. Uh, the floor has been, uh, it's been encouraging. Yeah. You know, we've seen a lot more foot traffic this year yeah. uh, here. And I think, uh, you know, last year was kind of the first. The post-COVID. The post-COVID, yeah. the first Joe's Garage, you know, Napa Auto Care Big Booth. We were really excited to come back. And this show has been, it's been phenomenal. We're here day three. Cool. Yeah, I know. Day three, it's, it's kind of ending. It's always bittersweet to have the last day, but if you've been here as long as Tracy and I have been since Saturday, we're, I think we're ready for our bed. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can take Vegas in, in small chunks, yeah. so, uh, you know, when Tracy told me you guys were coming out on Saturday, I just, uh, I said, wow, that's a little too much Las Vegas for me. It wasn't that I came here to do Las Vegas, we came here to, we hung out with the, the Hudsons in Napa, we went to the NHRA drags and hung out in the Ron Caps pits. I mean, we had a blast. It was so much fun. Ron Caps, amazing ambassador for Napa. Was that your first time? Yes. At an NHRA actually, no, no, no. It was really my second time, but the but the first time was probably 15 years ago. Yeah. So quick story. When I was in Minnesota, when I was working with Napa and I was a sales manager for the distribution center in Owatonna, Minnesota, we always sponsored the NHR race in Brainerd. And it was the Napa, I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing Napa. And so I had my wife with me and I put her on the starting line right behind, you know, Caps before he took off. And to see the look on her face oh, dear. after the car launched and then the eyes start getting teary because of the nitrous, you know, it was something that uh, was pretty incredible to see. And to this day, she still talks about it. Anytime we talk with people about Napa and we talk about racing, she's like, if you've never been to an NHRA race, You've got to go do this. And uh, yeah, it's so while you're in the pits and they rebuild the car and then they turn it on. And of course, they're plugging all the nitrous. I was cheering. I could hardly breathe. I mean, I had to go quickly and find some real air because <laughs> we were under the tent in the pit. All that uh, fumes, all the exhaust just kind of hovers. You could actually see a cloud inside the tent. Yeah, I think there's a reason they wear their masks, yes. right? When they're when they're yes. sitting in the car and they're and they're tuning it up before they. No, before there was a reason that the whole entire pit crew had masks <laughs> on while they were doing it. Yeah, no warning signs. Hey, you may want to leave this pit area because we're going to make you choke to death. Yeah, well, you know, talking about processes and how to be efficient. Go to an NHRA race. I watched so intently. The jobs, in, uh, Tracy, I don't know if it was you who maybe had said that, but there's a guy underneath the car. There's a guy on this bank. There's a guy on that bank. There's a, there's somebody going over the entire shell with detail, checking things. 
I was so, so impressed. When we interviewed Ron Kapp when we were back here in July for the Napa Expo, he was just, what's the word I'm looking for? Just so down to earth. What a cool guy he is. And we had a blast. If you've not heard the Ron Capps interview, you must just search for Ron Capps. It's, it's from July. And listen to this thing. There's some really funny stuff in it. That was a great episode. And uh, Ron just, he gets it. He's just such a good ambassador for Napa. But what's really cool when you see Ron and he's at these events, yeah. he actually cares yeah. and he engages with the audience. And that's just something that, not saying nobody else does that, but he does it better than anyone. Listen, there's enough videos out there to show you how fast these guys go. And what is it, uh, 330 miles an hour in how many seconds, Trace? Three, okay? And we were down almost near the finish line in our seats. And not only did I have earplugs, and I was pressing in the side, I was also covering, and there's still no way. You're not hearing that thing, and your heart going flutter, flutter, flutter. And I asked Ron a little bit in that interview, what's the adrenaline rush like the G-Force? And he said something. I will not tell the audience what he said. It was classic podcasting for me on how he responded. But I sat there, my mouth draping open when he responded to me. And I just don't want to give it away. you got to go listen to the episode because all I talked about this past weekend was, did you hear when Ron said to me? <laughs> it was a since its relaunch in 2020, the Napa Auto Care member side has continued to evolve to keep members updated on all the Napa programs, promotions, benefits, and other information available to help their businesses thrive. If you're a Napa Auto Care member, visit member.napaautocare.com to access the member portal. Not a Napa Auto Care Center? Well, contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store to learn more about how to join the Napa family. You know, the challenge today, I think, for so many service professionals we are talking so much. We go to the dentist. You can't leave without your six month, four month, whatever they cycle they have you on. Car maintenance. How many miles on your teeth? Hey, you don't floss really well, so you need to come back in four. That's me. That's you. Okay. All right. We're fine. And so basically they are selling maintenance on my teeth. Absolutely. And, and the scary part is the dentist says, you do want to keep these for a long, long time, don't you? And when you think of healthcare is so parallel to what we do to be able to tell a customer, I don't know if you've seen where the interest rates are going and how expensive cars are and how hard it is to get and where the used car prices are. You are planning on keeping this puppy, aren't you? Right. To me, that's the big open to go from, you know, being a reactive type of shop to a proactive shop. I'd like to talk to you about that. You make a great comment about how there's so many parallels between the healthcare industry and the automotive industry. And it's funny you bring up the dentist because in any time I'm doing presentations or I'm talking with clients, potential clients, I use that same analogy. Yeah. You know, you, you leave the dentist, your six month appointment is scheduled. And oh, by the way, there's like one time you get to choose from yeah. because they have that all blocked out. Think about that from an automotive shop perspective. You know, we've talked and we've, you know, we've had discussions, how many shop owners how many shops are that reactive, my car is broke, let's fix it type of shop? And how do we transition them to a proactive maintenance style shop? And it all comes down to, in my opinion, the processes that your team and you have in place, and you can't execute those processes unless you have a solid digital vehicle inspection. Yeah, process is really important. I get it. I'm all about that. But the policy, the policy that says, 
when we greet a customer, when they come in, we do these things. Now, I understand that you have a process underneath the policy. I get it. But if we don't have a policy that, you know, we have the 300% rule. Right. Okay, we have the 300% rule on, on how we present the DVI. That's the policy. Here's how we do it. Right. So if you don't have that overarching policy that we are going to, before they leave, sit down with them. They're on the phone. We're going to say, listen, I want to set your next appointment. You know, you're at 55,000 miles. We want to bring you back at 65. I see how much you're driving. We'll do the oil change in these other maintenance items. How about January, whatever the date is at two o'clock? I'm not even sure where I'm going to be. I'll put it down. We'll remind you a week out. And if you can, great. And if you can't, we'll try to reschedule. But it's critical based on what you told me about your car. This is what we want to do. Why aren't enough shops doing this? Is it still just too new of a concept that they've done it this way for 30 years and, and they don't want to transition? And I think a lot of times, too, is when you talk about the DVI and you're talking about presenting all the information that you found on their car, do our shop owners feel like, well, now I'm just trying to sell Mrs. Jones yeah. this service? When in reality, I think as a shop owner or as a service advisor, that is your responsibility. Your responsibility is to that customer to let them know what's going on with their vehicle. You know, we talk about it in full disclosure. We're going to tell you everything that we found with your vehicle. First thing we're going to do is we're going to highlight the good stuff with your vehicle. Yeah. We don't want to just lead with, you need brakes, you need, you need belts, you need hoses. We're going to talk about what's good with your car. And then we're going to transition into any safety items that are there and then try to build that maintenance program. Because yeah. as a shop owner, you want those repeat customers and you want them to come back more often. And you can do that by putting a plan in place for their vehicle, just like you put a plan in place for your health, for your teeth. It's important that, that that's what we can teach this industry to kind of move towards that. You know, this whole dentist thing is just as a quick side note, we'll get right back to our discussion. We did an episode um, maybe within the last 30 days, what you can learn from your dentist. And it was a really cool episode, and it is way unlike anything we're talking about now. It's it's truly way out there. It's breaking the box. It's trying to come up with something really creative. Please go listen to it. Chris Clodier, Craig O'Neill, and myself, uh, we were at AST, and we did that. I think the full disclosure piece that you just mentioned, I think, is so important. Here's the prospect. They come in the door. We work hard to make them a customer. We work even harder to make them a client. And I think the transition between customer and client can be solidified. I'm going to use the word authenticity or intimacy that the DVI inspection, the 20 pictures that are there, the green stuff first and the longevity plan goes to be, it moves a person to be a client. Maybe we're not training enough people on our front counters to have the confidence and the self-assurance. Yeah, okay, we end up growing our business this way. I get it, but that's why we're here. But it's really doing the right thing for the customer. I think that's the blockage. Yeah, and so I'll start from the customer experience when they walk in the door. So, you know, they walk in, they come into your shop, either they've been there before. If they've been there before, hopefully that... You know, they're a repeat customer. They kind of understand your process. But when you have a new customer walk into your shop, are you explaining what your shop's policy or process is? So Jaron comes in for his oil change, and I just want that 15-minute oil change. Well, Mr. Klaber, that's, that's fine, but let me tell you what we do at our shop. Yeah. 
Every vehicle that comes in here, we do a courtesy digital vehicle inspection where we go around, we take pictures, and we're going to inspect the vehicle to make it safe for you. Now, if that's not what you're looking for, and this is where I think a lot of people get scared, we might not be the shop for you. If you're trying to come in and you're getting that that 15 minute oil change and that's all you want, then we might not be the right fit for you as a shop. I think that's hard to have those conversations from a service advisor to a potential client, but you've got to stick with your process. Let me just talk a little bit about, you know, the full disclosure and, and the 300% rule. Yeah, you know, let's so, do that. So, you know, the customer comes in, we're always going to get their information. We're always going to listen intently to what they're telling us because shop owners or service advisors, how many times we're busy and then all of a sudden Mrs. Jones leaves and we're sitting there and we go, what did she tell us about our car? What are we actually supposed to be looking at? So the first thing is we've got to listen intently. We explain our processes. But the way that we try to teach our clients, and I think everybody in the industry should transition to this if they're not, is the 300% rule. So on the DVI, the first 100% of that, of that 300% rule, every car that comes in gets inspected using your digital vehicle process that you have. So that's the first 100% of that. The second 100%, everything that is found gets priced out, estimated and priced out using your shop management software. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road. The last 100% of the 300% rule is all of those estimates that were found get priced out and presented to the customer, but we always do it in this form and fashion only. What the car came in for, any safety needs, and then any preventative maintenance that they need on their vehicle. And at that point, like I said earlier, I think that's our duty as a shop owner to let the customer know what's exactly going on with their car. This isn't about trying to sell them something that they don't need. You know, Carm, here's everything that you need. We're going to address the safety issues. And if those need to be fixed today, I'm going to tell you that those need to be fixed today. But if there's something that may need, could wait two, three months down the road, that's okay. Now we go back to the dentist reference. Now we're exit scheduling. Are you a repair shop owner? Do you find yourself struggling with any of the following? Uncertainty about the future and competition. Are you spending too much time managing chaos and struggling with new employees? Do you lack time to invest in learning best practices or there's no time to spend on effective marketing? How do your finances look? Are you reactive rather than proactive? Do you know where you should be, when to grow, and when to shrink? If any of those situations describe where you are today, well, you are finally in the right place. Repair Shop of Tomorrow is Napa Auto Care's newest endorsed partner. They are helping shops all over the nation run more profitable automotive repair shops, and they help by utilizing proven business best practices, marketing, and coaching to leverage Napa programs to drive quality, car count, sales, and profits. RSOT will look at productivity, efficiencies, effective labor rate, average hours per car, labor profit percent, measure and manage labor, and how you can create net profit. Team up with the coaches to create systems, operations, and procedures using a business flowchart to help you reach your goals. RSOT will help measure and manage the results to help each business succeed. Now, best of all, it's not do-it-yourself. It's all done for you. Their goal is to help service professionals do what they do best, fix cars and build relationships at the counter and in the community. RSOT will take the other minutia off your plate. The Repair Shop of Tomorrow offers a tier-based program to not only generate more business today, but to transform your shop into a top-level shop of tomorrow. 
RSOT can teach you how to make your shop profitable, and they can teach you how to recruit and how to make more labor dollars for your shop. Interested in Repair Shop of Tomorrow? We'll call 440-545-1230. That's 440-545-1230 for a free 20-minute no-obligation consultation or contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store. Maybe we just broke this very interesting code, (laughs) or I did in my mind. Think about it. The dentist won't do a thing until they probe and they look, and then what are they going to do? We're going to take some pictures. It's, it's, It's that time. Let's take some pictures. Those are called x-rays. And then they say, listen, uh, you may need a crown. Uh, this, I, I found a filling or this here's some, like for me, there's some silver in your mouth, Carmen. It's got to come out and it only cost. And so they're doing the 300% rule. And here's my think. I'm talking to you now. If you've been to the dentist, then take that experience in the chair to your business. And maybe the people at our counters when we get up in front of them, says, hey, let's talk about our the 300% rule and how it works in an experience that you had in your own world. Choose to lose the filling. Choose to get the crown. But in the back of your mind, you know the dentist recommends it. You're going there because you trust him. He continues to earn your loyalty. And now you can figure out how one day you may have to pay for it. And luckily for us, we got financing plans. Right. But yeah. so do dentists. Yeah. Yeah, you can finance anything. I had LASIK surgery last year, and guess what? I financed it, you know? So using the same platform that, uh, that Napa Auto Care uses through Synchrony, and that was an opportunity for me. They presented it to me. This is what you need. This is what it's going to cost. Okay, if you're interested, we can have six months, 0% interest financing. I can pay six payments of $700, and now I've got new eyes, and I can see better. So Thinking back to presenting that to the customer, how many times as a service professional, when we're doing this, are we thinking with the the customer's wallet in mind? That's one of our big problems. Huge. And we've done shows on it. Please just type in the word wallet on my website and sit down with your team and let them listen to the struggles that many shop owners have had even themselves And they'll tell you when they start becoming profitable and getting the right return on their investment of not only time and money that they put into their business, they wish they could have all that time back. What's interesting is, talk about the shop owner. We're thinking with the client's wallets. A lot of times our shop owners are the worst offenders. Yes, they are. Their service advisors are telling them, please go back to your office. (laughs) Every time you come up here, you cost us money because you want to give that guy the deal. And you, you know, you, you know, your kids went to school with, you know, with their kids. And so, I mean, I've seen it over and over where the owner of the business is being told, you hired me to do this job. Yeah. Let me do this job because every time you come up here, it ends up costing us money at the shop, me money and my paycheck. And of course, you're, you know, your bottom line as well. So you're right. When the owner gets off the counter and of course, when he gets back on and in between, but when the owner gets off the counter and he's really got a good accountability partner or coach, he says, why are we so much profitable since you got off the counter? Any idea? <laughs> Probably because you as the owner aren't giving anything away anymore and you're putting processes in place and letting your team succeed. We've been having a lot of conversation here at this show about your people really want to be left alone. They really want to show you. They Internally, they want to raise their hand and say, boss, let me do this. I want to do this. Get the hell out of here. I want to do this. And there's been a lot of talk about that. And I think a lot of the shop owners that have made this incredibly huge transition in their business 
that they kind of played it like a hobby of late will say, I just can't believe how well my team has responded. They want to. I always talk about making sure your team is bought in. And how do you get your team to buy in? Well, you have to share your goals and you have to share what's expected of them. I don't care what business you're in. People want to know what's expected of them. And then they want to be rewarded when they do the job well done. So if you're not sharing those goals with your team and you're not doing your Monday morning meeting or maybe your midweek meeting, how do they know where they're at? Yeah. And we have a client of ours, Mike Kraft and John Kraft out of uh, Chelsea, Alabama, Chelsea Tire. And he told me, he said, you know, Jaron, this was at the Napa Expo. He said, last week I paid out more bonuses to my team than I've ever done in the 40 years I've been in business. And I said, how'd that make you feel, Mike? And he goes, I hope I pay out more next week because his team is bought in and that is a well-oiled machine and they have goals. And when they hit those goals, they have profit sharing in the business. And so now they've went from an, an employee of that business to that's their, that's their business yeah. now and their mindset. And how many of our shops don't share goals? I call it an owner mentality when someone feels that they're so critical to the success of the business because the owners have really, if you will, anointed them and brought the right culture that they make a huge difference and, uh, and stop selling from your wallet. You know, culture's huge, especially everyone wants to talk about the automotive industry and, and we have a, a technician shortage and it's hard to get employees. It's not just us. We can't just look at our industry and say that we're the only ones that are struggling. You go to your successful shops that are fully staffed and you look at the culture that they've built for their team and for their employees. It's not a job anymore. It's a career. Yeah. Whether that has a path for an advancement, whether that has opportunity for ownership down the line, whatever it is, you have to build that in today's environment. You have to build a culture and, and, and people need to be valued. A little off topic, but that's where I see the, the shops that we work with And even shops that I just know, you know, I've been working with Napa for 13 years now and I've visited thousands of shops and the ones that are really successful, the ones that are doing things the right way, their team is all driving in the same direction and they're looking forward. They're not looking behind. So repair shop of tomorrow, you guys are coaches, consultants, trainers. What am I missing? You've pretty much got marketing mark. Yeah. You pretty much got the gist of it. We also help with the marketing. We're an endorsed Napa Auto Care vendor. We're very proud of that. And so one of the other things we do is we help shop owners, our clients, implement other Napa programs that would be beneficial to help their business grow. So if I bring a client in and they're not using a digital vehicle inspection, well, here's the companies that Napa works with, AutoServe One. This is a DVI solution that you need to look at in your business. And you just go down the line, CRM, integrated payments, shop management software. So we really take a a tailored approach to each individual shop. And when we bring them in as a client, we make them fill out a client acquisition form. And on that form, we have them fill out what programs they're using, but we don't really focus on which ones they're using. We focus on which ones they're not using. And where's the opportunity to help you grow your business and improve that customer experience, your employee experience, and uh, really just you know build the total package for them. 
You guys are doing a great job. I know a lot of people, a ton of people that uh, you guys are there. I hesitate to even say the word coach because you guys do so much. It's a total comprehensive package that Repair Shop of Tomorrow does. And um, I know David Justice, of course, you and the entire team. And we've interviewed them, been on panels with them. And you guys have uh, have the right passion. Your heart's in the right place. You know, that's the thing. If, is, if the goal is always to keep the customer in mind and if we're doing the right thing, and we're doing it every single day. Yeah. At the end of the year, at the end of the week, month, whatever you want to call it, we're going to win. And it's important that our clients win and they experience that as well. So, you know, we're fortunate, like I said, to be partnered with Napa. Napa's all I've ever done in my entire life. My parents actually used to own Napa stores. I graduated college. I started working for Napa for 13 years. You know, now I have the opportunity to work with Napa as a vendor, but I owe a lot to Nap. It's really been my my entire life. It provided for me when I was a, a kid yeah. through my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm able to provide for my family. So the, the partnership is just, it's incredible. And we're just so excited about how do we further that partnership and how do we help shop owners? How do we educate yeah. the industry? Any final words, my friend? The last thing I would say is, as we're talking about this whole process, think about, and we go back to the customer experience. Think about earlier, you said new car prices. Think about the interest rates to get a car loan. Perfect example in my life. I've always leased my wife's cars. Always have. She really doesn't care what she drives. I've always had a company car, so maybe that was my outlet to get something that I wanted new every couple of years. We always lease her car. Well, her lease ended last month, and for the first time ever, I bought the car. No. I did. Nice. So think about that in your shop. So how many customers now are coming into your shop and an independent repair shop that have never been in an independent shop before because they've always been a customer of the dealer. And so what does that look like? Those people typically, they have money to spend and they're not afraid. They're not afraid to spend it. But when they come in, what is that experience? Are we explaining our process? Are we talking about the digital vehicle inspection? And then when we get them in, are we making sure that we make them a client and not a customer? Absolutely. And you know, going back to the whole lease thing, you, you just made me think, my car's nine years old. I don't have a payment. I've never leased a car ever in my life. I've always had this quest of, I want to buy a car. I want to pay it off or pay cash for I want to set a goal of not having a Not pay- having a payment. Not having a payment. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm a bunch of years in right now. It doesn't owe me a thing. <laughs> and uh, I love my car. In our industry, you are the Ever. customer that we love to have. Yeah, I know. You know seven I, to 12 years oh, old. I'm, you, I'm in the sweet spot. You're in the sweet spot, Carm. <laughs> I know. And I'm not. So people probably listen to this thinking, oh, that guy, right? He just leases his cars. He's never going to be a customer well, of mine. But back in the day, man, I put 40, 50,000 miles on a year. When I traveled regionally, of course, I flew everywhere else. And so knowing that my office and studio are at home, I don't get out much. Ann has a car and I have a car. And every once in a while, I say to myself, we should just go down to one car. And Tracy says, no, trust me, just count the number of times that she's going this way. You're going this way. And I said, but it's only a few. You'll regret it, she says. So since it doesn't owe me anything, I keep it. And I think more people, especially now with the new car climate, with everything we've talked about, people are holding on to their cars. So in my scenario with the lease, I had a buyout price on my car. I went to Auto Trader, you know, wherever online to look at the value that I could sell that car for. And 
it was averaging eleven to $12,000 more than what the buyout on my lease was. And everyone's nice. like, oh, so you're going to buy it and you're going to flip it. No, I'm just going to keep it. I'm trying to get like you, Carm. I don't <laughs> want a car payment. So this is a small step in my journey here that uh, I'm going to be right. car payment less here. Wait, wait. I just have to tell you this, you know, I have gray hair and sooner or later, as you get a little older, you get into that no debt zone because you've, you've done so many things. You're satiated. You, why do I need a brand new Acura when I have a 2013 TL that I love? Does it have all the high tech tools on it? No, but there's just enough to make me comfortable in it. And that's one of the things I remember. Go back, you know, 20 years, house payment, the car payments, and the college payments. And it happens if your disciplines at an early enough age, it doesn't put you in a keep up with the Joneses mindset. I guess. That's what uh, we can all strive for, right? Uh, so, so our big aha moment from this episode is, yeah, I know, you know, is, it? is let's make sure we can get to that point where we're debt free and, yeah, you know, and yeah. life's good. Great but, uh, wow. Jaron Kleber. National Sales Manager, Repair Shop of Tomorrow. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure as always. Uh, it's an honor, man. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.